Hey, 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 y'all. It's your girl, Tyra Sean Gay, and I just wanted to welcome you to When Queens Link. Hey, 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 it's your girl, Tyra Sean Gay, and listen, it's officially our culture's cuffing season. If you don't know what that is, go Urban Dictionary it. Um, but if you're also uh, wary and you know trying to stay alert to the three X's that you're going to have in your inbox come Thanksgiving, uh, I want you to listen to this episode uh, with a notepad and a pen or with whatever device you use to take notes. Because uh, I had to fall back on a conversation that I had with Queen Poshlin Lynette. Nicholson back in June and it was a really great interview if you listen to the last episode you know that it's highly anticipated and we talked about uh, her work with children and teens we talked about uh, her spoken word performances her ministry as she walks in purpose and the meat of the conversation came from us talking about her celibacy journey so I'm gonna end this intro right there and jump right into this episode you all stick around I am so excited um, to be able to introduce you all to Queen Poshlin. Um, she is somebody who I actually met via social media and during COVID, no less, right? <laughs> um, so if you could uh, introduce yourself to when Queen's Link listeners, um, let us start there. Hi, everyone. I am Poshlin Nicholson or Queen Poshla Nicholson, yes. I should say. And um, I am from Summit, Illinois. I am delighted to be on here to speak with you all today and share a little bit more about myself. Thank you for the invite, Tyra. Listen, thank you for um, taking out some time in your schedule because... <laughs> Um, I, I know that you're a social worker. I know you're a poet. Um, listen, y'all, she just dropped this new uh, song or I don't know the technical, you know, words for it, but she just has this new release on Apple Music within this past year or within the past, you know, six months, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, she's holding it down for our young people as the founder of her own nonprofit organization. Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure if there's not anything that she can't do. Um, but can you share with us the details of your work and just some of your passions, Queen Poshlin? Yes. So, um, yes, like you said, I am a social worker, but technically I still have to take my license exam um, and that is soon to come. So I will be an official so social worker uh, come in 2023. And I, like you said, started my own not-for-profit for youth. Uh, back in 2020, 2020 um, March of 2020, officially. And that not-for-profit is serving youth uh, in a myriad of different ways. But most, most foremost, I would say we strive to provide scholarships to young people um, who are graduating from high school or in college. And we do that by fundraising in different ways. Uh, I would say the first way we, we did that, I actually ran a half marathon in 2019. Wow. <laughs> Raised money for about $1,000 for a scholarship for a young person. So yeah, that's Chase Youth. And like you said, I just uh, dropped a a spoken word piece on iTunes uh, probably about in February. So at the, about the end of Black History Month, and it's 
its focus uh, was on Black history. The title of it is called Black and Unapologetic. So you can find it on iTunes as Black and Unapologetic by Posh. And uh, you can find it on YouTube or all streaming, any streaming platform, music platform, I should say. Uh, so Spotify and Amazon Music, all of those things. And I would say I started back writing poetry um, in 2020 again. 2020 was the year to make it happen, listen. <laughs> so I started in June when we were experiencing a lot of injustices, you know, in our communities and I just needed an outlet and the Lord would just wake me up in like the middle of the night with words. And I had a friend who was encouraging me. So I kept writing and then, you know, the rest is history. I've been writing since. And I I will say when I get, when I sit down to actually write, the words just flow. So it's a means of expressing myself as well as um, advocating for injustices and uplifting our people and sharing um, the goodness of God. Can I ask Queen uh, Poshlin, so this wasn't on the list of questions, and to mm -hmm. my listeners, y'all know I always have an extra question, <laughs> but when you're saying that you just started writing in 2020, like, is that the first time, like, you actually committed, like, any spoken word piece to paper, um, or to be able to record? Can you give us a little bit more detail? Because, y'all, when I, when I listen to Unapologetically Black, when I've actually gotten the chance um, to be able to hear her perform, um, another piece, uh, maybe at the end, towards the end or the fall of last year, it does not feel like you, as you're listening to, you know, her words, it really doesn't feel like she just started in 2020. <laughs> so has it been something that you kind of just started officially in 2020 and maybe dabbled in, you know, when you uh, years, years ago, walk us through that. Yes. So I think, uh, Poets and spoken word artists probably were born like writers, right? And born like people who wanted to express themselves through writing. So I would say that I was a writer from an early age. Okay. And I wrote uh, a lot of a lot of different stories and um I wrote in my journals a lot as a young child. So no, this isn't the that wasn't the first time that I started writing. Um, but I will say Back then, as a kid, I, you know, didn't have as much faith in myself and in my words, right? Like, I just would write. Like, it wasn't really a goal or a uh, purpose to the to my writing. Like, I didn't feel that, I should say. But, uh, and so along the way, I kind of lost the desire and the passion to write. Mm. And so... I, like, yeah, to answer your question, know that I didn't just start writing in 2020, but I would say that in 2020 is when I first started believing in my voice as a poet. I think that's so powerful. I can empathize, too, with the idea, like, putting something that you're uh, naturally good at, putting it down for a little while, or maybe even not having... Um, you mentioned faith and not having full faith or full confidence in it. Mm -hmm. I empathize with that so much because that's part of my story, Queen. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that and being um, th that piece. Because again, I love being able to 
um, have these conversations with really dope women like you because I get to learn a different layer of your life. So thank you for sharing that. Um, mm -hmm. I want to, because, oh my God, you just listed like about a million things that you're doing. <laughs> Can you walk us through um, how are you balancing work and personal life? Um, and if you have any self-care tips that you'd like to share with the queens who are listening, um, can you share those with us? Yes. I will not get on here and tell you all any stories. Um, <laughs> I like to say what someone told me a while ago, that there really isn't any such thing as balance. Mm. Um, and I partly believe that, but I also believe, you know, as a woman of God, woman who who whose faith definitely centers her I know that it is important to be anchored you know and um, not here there everywhere so to answer your question how I balance is uh, taking moments and times really trying to center my life around moments of rest and um, sitting sitting with myself and making sure um, that I'm sitting with Jesus first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And so I, I try to make sure that I'm um, making time for me and God, quiet time um, daily. And I will tell you that I miss the mark sometime, but I will say when it gets done, everything else kind of flows better. It doesn't flow perfectly, but it definitely flows better. And so um, I, the one of the most um one of the things that I prioritize the most is my time with God and then sitting with myself too and checking in with myself trying to journal um and anchor some things that I do is uh read devotionals mm -hmm. and so I you know sit with those and pray and do those things but also um I would say that I try to use a calendar as much as I can sometimes I miss the mark with that too but when when I am asked to do certain things and speak certain places and you know sh just show up I know that especially when I'm getting a lot of ask at one time I try to pencil it in so I can't remember and I will say too I have learned to utilize my no um understanding mm -hmm. that no is a complete sentence mm -hmm. <laughs> and that I do not have to show up everywhere at all times and it's actually not a requirement for me to um and God would have me to be where I need to be where he would want me to be you know and so a lot of times when people are asking me to speak somewhere or um, do a poem here or dance here or you know share on this platform I really try to sit with like, is this for me at this time? And, you know, asking God, is it for me at this time? As well as, am I in a space to share, you know, am I, or is this a time where I'm, I'm needed to be poured into? And so a lot of times I will say no, um, when I don't have the capacity to do the things. Um, and, so, and I've learned that that has benefited me well, just sometimes you just have to sit this out right you have to sit that out it's so interesting because I feel like our culture um 
Queen Poshlin, I don't know if I'm, I'm dating us, but I imagine mm-hmm. <laughs> we're very close in age. So I I distinctly remember um, times before we had calendars on like our phones or before we had calendars like on computers and like having to like take a planner to school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the type of culture, so I like again not to age us but to say like there is a distinct difference in Mm -hmm. how we have to move through society now um Mm -hmm. and we're in what seems like this culture that is like so um how do I want to say this like the 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 immediacy of people wanting your yes right Mm -hmm. um I was watching or scrolling on Instagram and I keep seeing this um video of Pastor Teray Roberts talking about how your yes or how your no is just as important as your yes because your yes holds so much value and sometimes we forget that our no holds a lot of value too (laughs) yeah Um, I just appreciate the way that you're like yeah you know sometimes it's okay to say I can sit this out oh and the other part of the culture is not just the immediacy piece but it's this uh idea that you're missing something when you say no can you share just a little bit more um and again this isn't one of the questions <laughs> but do you mind sharing with us a little bit more about um your faith journey i know um you've had some milestones in the past year year and a half perhaps um but can you even before we touch on that can you talk to us a little bit about um what what do you think of when you think of the word faith? What do you think of when um, you're just thinking about your particular journey? So this is a good question. It's a loaded question. I feel like it can go so many different places. <laughs> However, I would try to be succinct <laughs> in my answer. When faith comes to mind, um, I think about truly how God has shaped my life and how my life has essentially built on faith, right? Like my life, it's it's the gas for my life, I should say. Oh, that's good. (laughs) When I think about just like, so, you know, biblically, faith is um, the evidence of things not seen, or I mean, I'm messing up the scripture, right? (laughs) Well, scripture um, is, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so when I like make that applicable, right, to life, mm-hmm. when a person looks at my life, and I won't even say a person, I'll just turn this inward when I look at my life and I think about the things that I have seen, the things that are reality um, at, at certain points in my life that could have completely rocked me or shake shaken me at it at my core and caused me to um be hopeless and faithless mm-hmm. and um just go in a different direction in life and not be the woman I am today that's what I think about God just showing up and transforming my complete life like mm-hmm. everything that the statistics say that I should be and you know where I should be and who I should be I'm not it's not um based on like what is seen what is met at the eye 
<laughs> there's um deeper roots yeah. <laughs> something yeah. about what you just said made me think like having having to look beyond just the surface of who a person is uh or I, I, again who you are um yeah. and being to being able to understand that there's something deeper beyond that I think that's so powerful um I want to transition the conversation, but it's very, uh, very firmly connected to um, faith. So you are on social media, I think on Instagram, and correct me if I'm wrong, Queen Poshlin, but on Instagram, I saw this beautiful display of just self-reflection mm-hmm. um, a couple months back um, in which Queen Poshlin was sharing like this 10-year journey um, of celibacy. And I asked her, part of the reason why um, I wanted to invite her uh, just to learn a little bit more about her as a leader in her community. Um, You all got to hear all of the things that she's doing. Um, And Jen, again, just the creative side to her, I think really speaks to me. But being able to see somebody who is, first of all, dope in her own right, right? (laughs) Blessed and gifted. Um, express such a level of faith and such a level of confidence in a um, journey such as this. I was just like so enamored, even from that day. So it's becoming, um, I guess it's coming full circle, I should say, because uh, I'm at a point in my life where a lot of people are talking about um, just their freedom of their sexuality and things like that. And I'm thinking, okay, how do I in, uh, engage or what can I do with this platform that I have to be able to share the other side of that? Um, so I want to ask Queen Poshlin, um actually about her uh, celibacy walk. And can you just share with us um, just a little bit about your journey just in general? And then I want to start asking you, I, I'm, we're going to do like a uh, on the spot type of uh, word association. <laughs> okay, cool, um, cool. If my memory is correct, though, has it been 10 years or 11 years? It's actually been 11 now. Okay, that's dope. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So my celibacy journey started 11, and, 11 years and six months ago, um, actually, around this time 11 years ago uh like I said 11 years and six months ago so I uh had went to college and um entering into college I was in a place where I was following Christ closely and I knew one of my deepest, you know, desires was to truly walk with Christ and, you know, um, have a very real relationship with him in all aspects. So not just like a fake or a a lukewarm, if you will. Uh And so that all of the things, you know, that meant all of the things like um, abstaining from sex and at the time I think I understood it in a way that I just knew that I was valuable and I didn't want to 
just be spreading my goods everywhere and <laughs> I deserved um, love and all of those things, right? But it really wasn't a real like deep understanding of it then. And so fast forward to getting into a relationship in college uh, with a young man and I really liked this young man and I would go so far as to say that I loved him even though I really probably wasn't, didn't understand the totality of love at that time either, but we were in a committed relationship for like over a year. And during that time, I just, my relationship with Christ kind of dwindled and I just kind of walked away from Christ in a sense of following closely like I was. And so that part of that meant that I was, I started having sex and I enjoyed it. And I wanted to continue doing it. And I knew that when I started doing it, that I wasn't going to stop or it was going to be hard for me to stop and all of that, all of those things. Right. So I met this guy, an idol in my life and all of the things and I'm sinning and doing all of this and living my life. And we break up (laughs) and I was like my entire mentality, my life, everything was like in shambles. It felt like, right. Like, what is life now and what is happening? And however, I also know that God like drew me back to him during the relationship and kind of just was showed me me. Right. And showed me the error of my ways. And at the end of the relationship, it was a decision partly on my behalf to end it because I wanted to be loved. Right. And so the Lord was showing me like, this is not what I have for you. And so it was very hard to break up with the uh, guy and everything. And I just experienced a lot of heartbreak uh, during that season. And I was struggling really bad, like not in a good place. Um, My self-esteem was not intact. Just, yeah, my whole outlook. And I was a college student still and I needed to finish school. So it was a hard season. Um, And in that though, like, I, like I said, the Lord drew me back to him, like in a major way. I joined a church community there and um, I went to Illinois State, by the way. I joined a church community in Bloomington and my relationship with God just flourished, but it was hard. And so in that though, I recommitted, you know, my life to Christ and I told the Lord, like, I am walking with you for real. Like, sold out right and in that I just went back to what I originally committed to the Lord like I don't want to have sex until I'm married until a man you know proves shows me that he loves me and he wants me to be his wife and we get married and so um the Lord just began to deal with me and what that really looks like what that means and also repair my self-esteem my self-worth and um, value and my relationship with him and so I began to focus on you know rebuilding our relationship and I was focused and so you know the years like continue to go by where not to say that I didn't uh you know want to date people and kind of went on dates with people, you know, started to uh, try relationships out with folks. 
but it just never worked. It hasn't worked since then, I should say. Mm-hmm. And the Lord kind of gave me an idea, you know, a depiction of what a standard, right? The standards that I should have as the man of God, um, he wants me to have. And the relationship, the marriage that he wants me to have, the family that he wants me to have, like it became heavy for me. Like ultimately I know that my lifeline, my bloodline is different from what I grew up in and, you know, Mm -hmm. generational curses and things like that. They can be in my, in the family that I produce. And so part of manifesting that and allowing God to manifest that in my life means I have to hold myself to a standard. And so, um, yeah, it, it has been every year. It's, it's a struggle. It's not easy. It has been me, uh, to him yearly and sometimes monthly, right. And sometimes every six months. (laughs) And I would say, um, even the post that you're, you're referring to, after I like made it, I've made several po- posts like that. Um, well, I wouldn't say several, but I made posts like this, that one prior to that post, particularly. Mm-hmm. This one was a 10 year mark where it was, it caused me to look at the, like sit down and sit with that. Like this has been 10 years that I have not had any sex. And like you say, you know, sex is dominant across all social media all the world like it's they're super expressive and super you know open about what they do and what they want and so I knew that this like literally defies what culture and the world tells us is is right or good and is and what we should be doing and so um, I really reflected on that and saw like this has been very hard. It's a hard journey, but it has been doable. It's not not doable. Like if you truly want to do this, you can do it. And so um, I, I sat with the Lord and asked the Lord, how do I like celebrate this? And because I want to celebrate it, I don't want this to be a doomsday for me. I don't want this to be a dull season or just, you know, me depressed or thinking about what I don't have and how I haven't, you know, how the Lord hasn't brought the maid into my life yet and all of that. And so um, as I was reflecting, I thought about like all the things that I have gained along my journey and what he has done. Like he has restored my hope, right? He has restored, um, like I said, my self-esteem, my worth and value, dignity and just my entire outlook on life and really just in reminding me and constantly showing me how loved I am and how um how much celibacy is is not just about you obtaining a husband it's about (laughs) being being whole like this has nothing really to do with a husband first this has to do with you yourself your own being and who you are in God and who you are um just as a woman you know as a person and the purpose on your life the destiny on your life and you can't show up whole where you're fragmented in so many different areas and so I have seen the Lord just restore so so much of me 
and not even just restore, but give, make me new, you know, like truly make me new. And I've learned so much, so much wisdom has come with that. And, you know, just to be real and be honest and frank, it's like, I don't waste time with foolishness, right? I don't mm-hmm. waste time with guys who don't know what they want and, you know, want to play, play games and um, don't have integrity, you know, and can't really, they don't show up how they say they show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their words don't match, match their actions and vice versa. And so um, that has been, it's been helpful, you know, because it weeds out the counterfeits too. But I was just in with ultimately like the peace that I have, you know, just being alone and being by myself, enjoying my own company, enjoying life, doing the things, all the things, you know, regardless if I have someone to do it with. And in those hard moments, like when I am asking, okay, Lord, where is my husband? Or, you know, it would be nice to have a mate right now, Lord, like being able to sit with those uncomfortable moments, sit with those lonely moments, journal, you know, talk to my friends, talk to people that I trust, you know, about how I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing and keep it moving and keep pushing. Can I ask, um, you mentioned being able to feel restored and to feel whole. When you think about just this journey and your um, commitment, I have this quote that says, um, my uh, obedience or my inheritance is connected to my obedience. Um, so as you're thinking about just the standard that God has given you of um, your future family, of the man that you're supposed to marry, just of your of your legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, does that help you with not going back? What are some things that um, you're you're doing or some behaviors? <laughs> That you have to remember to, to, I don't know, to be diligent about. Ooh, and this is real. Um, I will say to you, yes, it helps. It definitely helps. However, it does not negate the fact that you will have counterfeits. Like, it doesn't negate the fact that I have had guys approach me and tell me one thing and show up like really good right up initially and then get to a space where they're on a whole totally different thing and I'm in the thick of it in the heat of a moment right and, and in a in a in a moment of temptation where I could definitely go back and have to like pray literally like <laughs> Pray and ask the Lord to help me in the moment and help me in the situation. Um, and he has. Like, when I tell you there has been two times, and I'm just being all the way transparent with you all. Um, since I made that post a year ago, it's been two times where I had to literally pray and ask the Lord to um, make a way of escape for me. And... I literally had to um, count on use utilize my accountability, which are like really close girlfriends, and be honest with them, who also you know are on the same journey as I am, and and ones that aren't, but understand the journey that I'm on, mm-hmm. and 
let them know like what I'm experiencing and how like I need encouragement. I need help in this moment. Um, and also just to be completely honest as well, I think we make it so, so um, hard about like resisting temptation. And really it's just a matter of a choice and a decision in those moments, not to say that temptation is not great, but like the Bible says, the Lord will give you a way of escape, but Mm -hmm. you have to like consciously desire God over that, that sin. You have to desire God more than you want to have sex blatantly put. Um, And so in those moments where I had really strong temptation I don't know. I would, the grace of God helped me to, to choose God over sin at that moment, over sex. And, and, and like really something clicked, like this is temporary. This is fleeting. This person, if I can go ahead and risk it all, right. All the years, right. And just in that moment, all the things that it would damage in mm-hmm. the future mm-hmm. for this little temporary moment, that won't last that this this person truly probably don't even value me like he should and like the lord should not even probably don't they don't because if they did they would respect and honor and not even want to be in that situation with me right Mm -hmm. so um like i yeah just to to sum it up in those moments i have had to like pray (laughs) And make a conscious decision to say, this is not what I'm doing. And also to speak to you ask about behaviors that I've implemented and just understanding like, so when I reflect on those instances, I have to be honest, you know, with myself, like, did I, you know, put myself in situations that I knew could have led to this, right? Mm. Could I have avoided these situations? And the answer is absolutely yes. And so not, you know, engaging in activities or even with a person that I don't fully trust, right? Or that I don't fully believe or who hasn't fully, you know, even committed to the Lord, right? And committed Mm -hmm. to me and respected and honored what I have shared about my celibacy journey. And so, yeah, staying away from, counterfeits (laughs) really (laughs) and then um when the temptation arises just praying and telling the lord like i'm weak in this area like i do you know value attention or i do want attention right i do want to go on dates i do want to be dated right i do want to have a male's company um but if it means that i am going to go back and not move forward, I don't want that. Like, do whatever you got to do. Wreck my plans, you know, send somebody, send me a word, or just help me to, like, turn away from it. And so um, that's what I have been doing. And I would say one other thing that I try to really consistently do, I believe in affirmations, and Mm -hmm. I believe in the word. And so sometimes I will just write on my mirrors, which I call mirror ministry, And I got that from a mentor, but where, you know, expressing what I'm experiencing at that time, if it's loneliness, if it is, you know, desiring attention, getting to the root of that thing, and how can I get that need met in a healthy way, but also 
writing affirmations over myself in the word over myself. I am worthy. I am. Mm -hmm. I will have a godly family. You know, I will have a man of God who loves God, you know, those type of things. And so also just hearing and sharing with godly women um, and men who who has who have waited, who have um, loved each other well and been, you know, just following Christ in their relationship too, that has been helpful. And I try to be mindful to when I'm around women that I know who have that path, I try to pick their, pick their brains on, you know, different things about their relationship and how they got to where they are and the hard moments. What did they do in the hard moments? It's so um, powerful, too, to be able to hear um, just some of the behaviors and the actions that you have to implement. Um, and it's also kind of mind blowing the way God works and that they're so intertwined with some of the other things that you do. <laughs> so the fact that you're like calling out the mirror ministry, right? I, I immediately thought about being Mary Jane and the post-its, but also, you know, just thinking about the fact that you are a writer, right? So some, I, I in hearing that, I immediately also assume that, okay, being able to visually see these words written about yourself kind of, um, give some boosting of the confidence. Is that, would you say that's true or off mark? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause you believe what you see. Like mm -hmm. if you rehearse that thing long enough, you're going to believe it. <laughs> um, so, okay. Speaking of words, <laughs> I want to do just a quick word association. Um, and it could be personal, like, you know, it doesn't have to be like Webster or anything like that, but <laughs> what do these words personally mean to you? Um, because I also had a conversation with a friend, um, and they were saying like celibacy and abstinence is not the same thing. So to you, what is celibacy? If you had to give it a few words. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. I think just off the top of my head, like the the way that I distinguish celibacy, well, abstinence is just abstaining from sex, right? Like mm -hmm. you do not have sex. Celibacy is more of a journey, a relationship that you build with God. Um, it's not necessarily like a biblical term like I don't necessarily know that I have found that in the bible but when we think spiritually I think so much more of just abstaining from sex celibacy involves you know all of the behaviors right and the mm -hmm. practices that or the process that in the meantime what is what do you gain from not just abstaining from sex but what do you do in the meantime are you you know reading your word are you building a better relationship, a better prayer life with God? You know, mm -hmm. are you able to be more transparent with God about your feelings and your emotions? Are you emotionally whole? Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what I would say. When you think of the phrase um, emotionally whole or to be whole, what is that? If you could um, describe what that looks like and feels like to you. So it's funny I did a workshop a while back on wholeness and I was asked to be a purity coach but long story short 
I struggle with the purity coach idea because purity culture is not always healthy for young women and, and women and girls in general because, you know, the church teaches girls to be quote unquote celibate or abstinent and who's teaching the young men to do that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to have a husband just because you have not had sex. Mm-hmm. And so um, the I, God dropped wholeness in my heart and he actually uh, revealed to me like wholeness in the Bible, it meant to be safe, to be. So when he shares with the woman at the wells, you are made whole, your faith has made you whole. Um, it means your faith has made you safe. Mm. And so for me, like I, you know, further um, just investigated that word, right? Further, like just did research on that word, um, on like safe, safe from what? Like safe from, you know, if we, natural things as far as, you know, diseases, um, safe from, you know, um, counterfeits. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Counterfeits. And then uh, emotionally safe, safe, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. when, in my experience, I won't say that this is across the board, but in my experience, when as a girl, um, when you experience heartbreak or when you experience disappointment from a romantic relationship that you have not had sex with that man and intertwined with him, it, sometimes it's a little easier of recovery than vice versa. Mm-hmm. So um it's like girl, you can you can have several pep talks and get yourself back together, right? <laughs> but when it's like when you've had sex with a guy and you um your emotions be all over the place, like mm-hmm. in my experience. And so um yeah that's what I don't I'm- know you write about it. <laughs> <laughs> I did ask you to speak from uh, from personally, but every woman who I talk to, every and God, <laughs> every teenage one, you know, girl who I've talked to as well, um, has experienced exactly what you have described. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something to there is definitely something to that, and mm-hmm. I think just for <laughs> just for the sake of uh, the conversation, when you think about the word. Um, or this phrase, there's this phrase that's, that has been going around for, well, definitely since uh, the pandemic started, but this idea of soul ties, mm-hmm. um, do you have a, a understanding or what is your understanding of what that means? So my understanding has been like, it is a thing, but I know in the church, it has been a point of controversy where some say it's not biblical and some say it is. Um, however, I would say in my personal experience, I did experience soul ties. Um, and maybe, you know, someone else may call it, call it something else, my experience, something else. But I say that it, it was real because recalling my relationship where I was having sex with this guy, Um, And we were together and all these things, right? When I recall all the things that he experienced um, through our relationship and some of the things that I experienced as well, my countenance changed Mm. over time um, where it was 
it was noticeable to my friends who were walking, you know, through life with me, where they would see where I was, my entire countenance changed, but his countenance was changed. And I believe that I experienced what he experienced to a certain degree. And then after we, you know, called it quits and broke up and all those things, this boy used to live rent free in my head, like for, <laughs> for years. And and there was so many things that like just I struggled to get through, to break through, right? To be completely whole again and completely myself and um desire to do life without him. And it was like my like I couldn't see life without him until mm -hmm. it was like I had to some things had to be broken off of me. Wow. Like the the physical slash natural piece of it. Um where like in when you are in a relationship with somebody, a, a committed relationship, a lot of times like you, you know, y'all become especially when it's wrong, y'all become like one, right? Without, mm -hmm. without marrying each other. And so we were also in college. We shared a lot of stuff. Like, and I would be at this guy's house all the time. And so um, it, this, he bought me a lot of things. And so um, I had a lot of material possessions that he paid for. And so a lot of times when I won't necessarily say that this is super spiritual or whatever, but I know that when we, after we broke up and it was like, I had constant reminders of, okay, I had a guitar and I like to play, you know, I wanted to learn how to play the acoustic guitar and he bought me one. I had to get rid of that thing. Cause I was like, <laughs> I mean, even to like, computer like and so i'll say this is the spiritual aspect of it where like i needed this computer right i was working using this computer for class and stuff and it was a play it was a moment where the lord kind of like challenged me in a sense of okay well do you trust me like you mm. basically made him the idol you you know you relied on him to do things for you and do everything and really you know i'm your provider so I can give you a new computer, right? Um, and so it was like, okay, well, I get rid of this computer to trust God enough to get provide what I need. And so it's, the, it's it's that season where you gotta have a computer all the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's why I was like, nah, Lord, you ain't you ain't telling me to get rid of this computer. <laughs> <laughs> that's and so eventually real. I did, and I had to, and he provided a new one for me. Can I ask, is that uh, the most important lesson you've learned? Like, just to be able to trust, if you had to pinpoint, like, one of the most, I know there's probably many, but one of the most important lessons that you've learned on your journey thus far, what would it be? I would say that, yes. That is one of my most important lessons. And I would say that it's one of my most important because it's not just one lesson. It's not just simple. Like it's not black and white. And it yeah. and it's also not like 
a finite thing where, okay, you just say you trust God today, right? I trusted God in that moment to give up that laptop, but tomorrow, you know, I have to trust God to provide something else for me, right? Mm -hmm. I have to continue to, I have to trust God that he's going to send the man of my dreams, right? Um, even when I don't feel like it and I don't see it, <laughs> I have to trust God um, that especially when I'm not feeling well or feeling good about myself or just how long I have waited, right? That he is just still working. Mm. And mm -hmm. I have to confess that. Like, I have to trust enough to confess what I know he has said and what I know he has promised. And so, yeah, just to answer your question, um, the trust thing is a constant daily renewing thing. Like it's not a just one and done situation, but yes, that, that first, yes. Right now I won't say that's not, that wasn't my first yes, but that yes helped build on some more yeses. Mm. I just feel like so full off of this conversation, Queen Poshlin. I just want to say thank you, um, first and foremost, for I don't know, just your your vulnerability. Uh, I know sometimes our culture tends to uh, tends to uh, equate vulnerability with weakness, but I think there is such a strength. Um, uh, a formidable strength about being able to share um, just some of the, even just some of the instances, because I know this isn't the complete picture, um, mm -hmm. but just some of your experiences um, with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you all, to my listeners, again, I have to remind you all that um, Queen Poshlin is somebody who I met over social media, right? She's some mm -hmm. we're brought together um, over a virtual event so I've never actually seen her in person right um and again just the the amount of vulnerability that it takes the amount of confidence in herself that it takes to be able to talk about something um that is at the core of who she is in a day and time where nobody else really wants to talk about like celibacy right we want to talk about no shade to Megan <laughs> <laughs> but we want to talk about having good knees and we want to talk about, you know, how many, um, you know, men are flying us out or even on the other side. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I, I strongly believe that um, that a, a woman's right and a woman's um, ability to be able to say, no, this is what I stand up for. This is what I believe in could actually be the thing that pushes our culture to do something else <laughs> so mm -hmm. I really think of you as a change agent um in your own you know in this particular regard but also obviously with the work that you're doing with young people with you being ready um to take your license for becoming a social worker just in in various ways but particularly in this way so I just want to say thank you um, for taking some time out to spend uh, with me and the Win Queens Links listeners. Um, I also particularly want to congratulate you again. You said you uh, corrected me. So I was saying 10 years. So to my listeners, um, to almost 12 years now of um, your celibacy journey and just walking 
with God and having that um, that amount of faith and confidence and trust in what God is doing and producing in your life. Um, and then I just want to say, <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to Unapologetically Black, uh, she said it very, you know, very well. You can get it on any stream. I particularly like Apple Music, but you know, if you got another platform, please go and listen to it because it was powerful. Um, and I would even say it's powerful after Black History Month, honey. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, can I ask though, are there things um that you're doing? Or is there a particular thing about, uh, or a particular aspect, I should say, of your platform that you would want to lift up? And how can people um, just learn more about what you're doing around that that piece and that part of you? Thank you, first of all, for, again, inviting me to be on Queenslink platform. I do count it as a privilege to just even share and, you know, just converse with you. So, I appreciate you. Um, And I would say that this is something that I wanted to share earlier, but it kind of, um, I lost it. So it came back to me. But one of the things that um, my celibacy journey has also helped me in is walking in purpose and destiny. And so like really being able to clearly hear God on what it is that he has birthed me for. And so, excuse me, um, lately, in the last, what, five years, I feel that he has truly, like, been cultivating me and just pushing me deeper and deeper into purpose. And so to piggyback off of that and answer um, your question as far as, like, what I'm, like, doing now and focusing on is really um at this time I have like transitioned from um one location to to the Chicagoland area and so I am like really hearing God on what it is he would have me to do with Chase Youth in this area in this region I should say and then also I have been like truly just you know waiting for him to show me what the opportunities is that I need to take. And so lately, as of late, I have been doing um, spoken word pieces. uh, Yes. (laughs) For ministry events, as well as um, secular events. So I do have some spoken word um, opportunities coming up for Juneteenth. Yes. And I recently got to got a chance to share a spoken word piece about hope in uh Michigan and so uh that is what is on my radar right now and and honestly just focus on my new role as a um, mentor I work for friends of the children Chicago and so I love the babies and I have been cultivating my relationships with these babies and figuring out what it is that the Lord will have me to do in their lives can you share if somebody wanted to reach out to you um, to come and do a spoken word performance um, or just wanted to um, participate in one of the events that you have coming up? Can you share your social media handles for us? 
Yes, I may. At first, I will share my email address. Um, if you have if if you have questions or just wanted to hit me up or have any in any way you wanted to reach me, my email address is Poshlyn P O S H L Y N Lynette L Y N E T T E at gmail.com. And my social media handles is Poshlyn Lynette. <laughs> so it's pretty simple. Um, my Facebook is Poshlyn Lynette. And my Instagram is Poshlyn Lynette, Lynette. And if you have a Snapchat and you want to follow me on Snapchat, it's Poshlyn Lynette too. <laughs> That's uh, one of the benefits of having such a uniquely uh, creative name. <laughs> um, so, okay, Queen Posh. <laughs> Queen Poshlyn, I um, did ask you. So normally I ask people like right in the moment, right? Um, mm-hmm. If there are any things um, in particular that they would like me to pray about. First of all, are you comfortable with me praying um, over the things that you sent? Or are there any things you want me to add on? I'm comfortable with that. Okay. Um, so I, um, again, just want to say thank you. Uh, we will close out after this prayer. Um, but I just really value this conversation. Um, I value your time. And you don't understand like how, again, how hard it is to come by somebody who's willing to talk um, this openly and this can candidly about their journey. So I um, li- want to lift you up for that. Um, but just in general, um, some of the things that you listed were um, making sure that we mention your purpose and your path as it's aligned with um, God's will and being able to con- uh, continue to sustain you in your singleness and divine connections. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just come um, saying thank you first and foremost for uh, your child, for your daughter, Queen Poshlin. We say thank you um, that she has a heart for you, God, first and foremost. We say thank you um, that you have carried her thus far, dear God. Um, And even through all the things that she's experienced, dear Heavenly Father, she is steadfast with wanting to please you, with wanting to serve you, with wanting to um, strive for and go after the things that make you happy, dear Heavenly Father, and the things that you delight in and the desires of your heart, dear Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. So I just say thank you that she is a woman after your heart. Um, I say thank you that where um, (laughs) some people will remain silent, dear Heavenly Father. She is not sitting back idle and letting the rocks cry out, dear Heavenly Father. She knows exactly who you have called her to be, and that's a voice for the voiceless, dear Heavenly Father. Um, I say thank you that her ministry is long-reaching, dear Heavenly Father. Not only does she have um, a special passion and ability to interact with young people and um, speak to them and be relatable with them, dear Heavenly Father. But um, she is just able to reach so many people of different backgrounds, of different ages, dear Heavenly Father, Um, even people who might not um, yet know uh, who they are in you. She is able to reach them with her various ministries, dear Heavenly Father. And I say thank you for that. I ask... um, that you continue to pour into her, dear Heavenly Father. I ask that you continue to push her in the direction that you want her to go, dear Heavenly Father. Make her uh, burdens light, dear God, um, as she's on this walk. Make her burdens um, 
make her mindful though dear heavenly father that where there are troubles and where there are burdens and where there are counterfeits honey <laughs> make her mindful that you are at the end of um that particular battle dear heavenly father and that she doesn't have to pick up um the 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 war on her own that you are constantly fighting for her and mm-hmm. constantly fighting for the things that are going to uh, produce the best out of her, dear Heavenly Father. Let her bear fruit from her yes to you, dear God. Um, Remind her of the places where she's weak, that she can lay those at your feet, dear Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. And I just ask um, that you remind her that she's worthy. She said it, um, but just when she needs it most, remind her that she is worthy and that um, she is your darling daughter and that she's worthy and beautifully made. And dear Heavenly Father, where there um, seems to be some uh, long suffering, dear God. Mm-hmm. Again, I ask that you uh, just put a special moment on her heart um, of her purpose. Put a special um, a special vision, dear Heavenly Father, of her future, dear God. Give her the insight that she needs and the tools and resources that she needs to never forget um, the the value that you have placed on her life, the value that you have placed on her purpose, dear God, the value that you have placed on even her uh, moment of singleness. It's a moment right now. And even though it might feel like seasons, dear Heavenly Father, that's not her end. That's not what you have um, waiting at the end of her life for her, dear God. So we just ask that where times, um, you know, seem bleak or where it feels like, hey, God, how am I going to get through this season? Or um, where it's times where people are, um, she's around family and people are asking her, so when are you going to get married? Or when are we going to have some grandkids? Or when are we going to have some babies? And things like that. Because as any woman our age knows, those are the questions that we get despite whether we're on a celibacy journey, whether we're out here doing whatever, dear God, we know that um, it is not easy for a, particularly a black woman, a young black woman to say, this is who I am and this is who I'm confident in being. So I just ask that you hold her arms up and that you continue to put people around her and in her midst that are um, going to continue to uplift her arms, dear God, that are going to continue to push her towards you, that are going to continue to Give her the blessings that she needs, whether it's a scripture, whether it's a song, dear God, um, whatever it is that speaks to Queen Poshlin's heart in that moment, dear Heavenly Father. Um, Even if it's a whisper, dear Heavenly Father, when Elijah came out the cave, you had to whisper to him um, Mm -hmm. to let him know that you were close. So, dear God, we just ask that um, throughout every season, dear Heavenly Father, you uh, remind her. Uh, this particular daughter and every other daughter out there that's listening under the sound of my voice, your God, that they are not alone, that they are not abandoned. And that singleness doesn't mean loneliness, God, that singleness doesn't have to mean um, detached from who you have called us to be and from the things that you need us to do in this life, dear God. Um And dear Heavenly Father, I just want to ask that there is a special blessing um, added over her obedience. (laughs) It is uh, beyond, it would be, I would be remiss, dear Heavenly Father, if I didn't ask you to double her portion, dear God, wherever, um, whatever vision you gave her, dear Heavenly Father, just completely blow her mind by the time you're ready for her to be able to have that vision, by the time that you're able to um, actually 
allow her to see the fruit dear heavenly father of the seeds that she's planting right now dear god we know that you have um, put her here on this earth for a reason, dear Heavenly Father, for um, you've put her here on this earth to produce love. She is a servant of yours, dear Heavenly Father. So wherever she goes, there is love and grace and kindness and all of the fruits of the spirit within her, dear Heavenly Father. She is a change agent and she completely um, disrupts negative energy in spaces that she's in. So I just ask that and pray with full faith and trust that the beauty of the love that she is going to receive the um, fullness and the genuineness of the person that you have created just for her dear heavenly father just completely blows her mind um, when you reveal that person to her i ask all of these things in the mighty and most matchless name of jesus christ amen So, Queen, I do just appreciate you. I know we've taken a little bit more than our normal 45 minutes. <laughs> but I can't say enough um, how honored I am to just kind of sit at your feet for a second. Um, and I, I do want to give you the rest of your time back. I appreciate you. Um, and when we're ready to roll out the um, the episode, I will make sure you are the first to know. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. And you are welcome. Thank you again. It was a joy to talk to you and um, just share more. Um, and I just pray that it, it does what it needs to do. <laughs> I think it's given. Yes, <laughs> I was trying to be real and honest. And, no, know? and I love that. I love that. I You couldn't hear me. I was trying to be quiet because I also had, um, like I said, my daughter was upstairs. It was kind of impromptu. My, grand, mm-hmm. my neighbor's granddaughter, she has three granddaughters and they were outside and my daughter wanted to go outside and play with them. And I was like, oh, Lord, wait, we're going to have poor girls screaming in the background. <laughs> so I was trying to keep the mm-hmms and the amens to myself. <laughs> I but no, it was definitely given what it needed to give. So I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. Hey, Queen, thank you for listening to When Queen's Link. You are welcome to come back anytime. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you share this with a friend.